0: You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. hd 2 Northport and 265 CG Tuscaloosa, a Townsquare Media station. One man to beat, you could forget about it. Touchdown Alabama! Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: This is a Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa Sports Update. With your Tide Sports Update, I'm Jacob Harrison. Two more Crimson Tide NFL rookies signed their first contracts Tuesday. Alex Leatherwood signed a $14.4 million deal with the Las Vegas Raiders, and Najee Harris signed a $13.1 million deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Alabama Crimson Tide baseball team began the SEC tournament with a bang, defeating South Carolina 9-3 Tuesday afternoon. Alabama scored six runs in the third inning, taking advantage of four wild pitches, two walks, and three hits, including a jackson three-run home run to give Alabama the early momentum. Alabama will take on Tennessee today at 1 p.m. Oh, Canada, Alabama wide receiver John Mechie was recognized as Canada's most outstanding college football player Monday as the recipient of the John Cornish Trophy.
0: For more details on these stories and more, check out the Tide 100.9 website or download the free Tide 100.9 app. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: time goes on I'll grow to miss it less than I will now. And I think I'm gonna tell her that I'm gonna go away for a while. Till I can get this demon out.
2: It is 11 a.m. ish on a morning time once again for southern fried sports right here on your home for university of alabama athletics tied 100.9 Tide 100.9 fm travis Ryer, senior analyst for bamaonline.com with you weekdays in this very time slot we're here for roughly an hour 11 a.m ish to noon monday through friday the show as always brought to you by peterbrook Chocolatier out there at 15 30 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. Once again, the gelato. And this is going to come up more so in the month of July because in the month of July, it is gelato Wednesdays. You're going to get a free small cup of gelato on Wednesdays in the month of July there at Peterbrook Chocolatier. But always, every day, a good time to get by. Check out that assortment of flavors. A nice cool treat as the temperatures start to go up and up. And up. Peterbrook Chocolate here, 1530, McFarland Boulevard North. Joined on the program by the executive producer of Southern Fried Sports, Jacob Harrison. And together we combine to form the 60-minute man of sports talk radio. Jacob, how you doing this morning?
1: I'm I'm doing all right. I think I need to hit up Amazon for a watch. I think it might be the 59-minute men today.
2: Yeah, I think we're almost I think people have finally caught on with Town Square and they're trying to sort of condense the show to like (laughs) like six minutes total if they can do it. You know, I'm kind of feeling like the guy in the movie Office Space that they let go and they don't really tell him. They just keep moving him around to different areas of the building, but he keeps that red stapler. He always has that red stapler with him. It's kind of what's going on maybe with Southern Fried Sports. Hey, we don't need a full hour. We can keep you entertained and informed for however long they give us here on the program. I'm happy this morning because I've started the day with an iced tea that has lime in it. And if you give me lime in just about any of my drinks, any of my beverages, I'm a happy dude. And that's especially the case when I go into restaurants these days. You go into restaurants, especially those that have full bar service, you order an iced tea and you kind of throw the curveball at them. They're expecting the lemon request and you go lime. And I've even had some of those establishments say, well, we don't have lime. I'm looking at a full bar. I'm looking at margaritas coming out three or four at a time, you know, cocktails, maybe a ultra, maybe a Corona with a lime. You don't have lime for the tea. Yeah, I'm probably one of those reasons that the service industry is having a hard time right now. Uh, Keeping people employed or at least attracting people to work. I'll tell you somebody who's really tough on the service industry personnel and I love her to death. But Nana, you would think it would be pops at that duo, but Nana is tough on these poor servers. She'll go into a barbecue restaurant. They'll come to take the drink order. She'll ask, well, do you have a hot tea, hot tea, hot tea at a barbecue restaurant? You know, these are the type of requests she makes. And uh, pops just sort of looks at his hands And we just uh, proceed accordingly. We got a lot to get into on the program today. And as we outlined for you there at the top of the program, not a lot of time to get it done. But we're going to talk some SEC baseball tournament. Obviously, Alabama with a very impressive performance on day one of the 2021 SEC baseball tournament over in Hoover. The Crimson Tide thumps South Carolina yesterday afternoon. Gets a solid performance, a scrappy-type performance that you've grown accustomed to from Tyler Ross, who improves to seven and four on the season. He goes six innings, allows three earned runs, only one walk. You like that. You love that. Uh, and five hits. And then Brock Guffey comes in, gives you a really nice performance. in three innings of relief allows just two hits, no runs, just one walk. And the Crimson Tide advances. Got Production really throughout the lineup. Big game for Peyton Wilson, a couple doubles. Uh, Sam Prater didn't have a hit in the game, but he did have a couple of RBI. I thought the, the sort of defining moment there was in that six-run third when it looked like Alabama might let South Carolina off the hook and, and just score one run. The starter for South Carolina, wings this is a guy who set a SEC tournament wild pitch record in two and two-thirds innings. And it looked like Alabama was going to let him off the hook in the third, but Diodati comes up big with the two-run bingo. Uh, and then you kind of rolled from there, turned a tight game into a 6 nothing game after two and a half innings. So very strong performance, and now you move on. Survive in advance right now for Alabama baseball. And it's the Tennessee Vols who are up next this afternoon. Right now in Hoover, you've got Florida and Mississippi State at last check in the top of the fifth, uh, Florida hammering hammering Mississippi State. Two top 15 teams over there at the Hoover Met. So that game, more importantly to you, if you're an Alabama fan or a Tennessee fan, that game is not going to go to extra innings, and it doesn't look as if weather's going to be an issue. That's all you care about. If you're in that next up spot or you're in the third spot or the fourth spot today, you don't want any rain. You don't want any extra inning games. Didn't have any of that yesterday. Looks like you might get through the first game today without that being an issue. And Tennessee, man, Tennessee, suddenly a baseball school. I guess you have to take what you can get at this point. If you're Tennessee, right. You're not excited about football season. That's going to be the biggest heartbreak of it all for Tennessee fans, the softball team last weekend went to and out in its home park in regional play. And so now it's pretty much Tennessee baseball that Big Orange Nation is clinging to because once this is over for the Tennessee Vol baseball team, <sighs> probably not going to be as amped up about the upcoming college football season, although Brad Crawford, we talked about it with Brent Beard yesterday. Brad Crawford right now projecting Josh Heupel's first Tennessee team to reach bowl play, a Liberty Bowl projection for the Tennessee Vols. So we'll see. I'm not as optimistic, I guess, for the Vols as maybe some other folks are, but Tennessee fans are fired up. Tony Batello, Batello, he's done a heck of a job up there. They've got to make some commitments uh, Facilities-wise, though, Lindsey Nelson Stadium uh, up there—it's—it's it's not exactly among the elite in the league. We're also going to talk about second favorite SEC championships. Second, uh, in t- also in terms of rotational championships in the SEC, as far as venues go, and permanent venues for SEC championships. Jacob Harrison if I were to ask you right now which I'm going to do by the way uh your second favorite SEC championship your second favorite championship event where the southeastern conference is concerned that's just going ahead and putting out there that you're going to say you're going to have football at the top of the list like 95% of us so second favorite Maybe more. Maybe maybe not quite ninety five percent, because a lot of folks do love the college basketball. What would be your second favorite, Jacob?
1: That that's that's kinda difficult. Uh I I, I do yes. Such of a course. football guy. I am such, such a, football a football guy. guy. But yeah. but I have thoroughly enjoyed this year where I have invested more time into other sports, and I very much enjoyed the basketball tournament, very much enjoyed. Uh, the softball tournament, but if I if I had to say one, then I guess it'll be basketball since I've paid attention to games outside of Alabama.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Alabama fans have enjoyed a lot of the SEC championships, right? I mean, you go back to December, Alabama <laughs> wins the football SEC title. Um, you get into the new year, Alabama men's hoops wins the men's basketball tournament title. Uh, gymnastics wins the the SEC title softball here in the last couple of weeks playing in Tuscaloosa wins the SEC softball title. So, yeah, I think Alabama fans kind of like them all kind of like them all right now. I would say for me, I love softball. I mean, it's well documented here on the program. I love it. The thing I don't know if I necessarily like as much about the way the SEC does it. And this sort of ties into that other topic we touched on: rotational venues and locations versus permanent venues. And I'm not a neutral site guy when it comes to the regular season. I don't like the season opening rot uh, uh, the the uh, the the season opening uh, what is it the the neutrals. I don't like those. I'm not a big fan of those. I like home and away. I like on-campus settings for those, especially to start the season. Uh, But I dig it, I think, when it comes to championships. You know, I think the SEC softball tournament, if we're just talking fan passion and how it's received, I think Tuscaloosa would be a a great permanent spot for it. But I don't think you're going to see that happen. Maybe places like Columbus, Georgia, Georgia, I know people would laugh at this, but over in Oxford, they got this Chocolaco Park now. I believe that's how you pronounce that. And I mean, they spent a ton of money on that. They spent $35 million for that facility in total over in Oxford. And it opened in 2016. Now, you'd have to adjust it in a way, I think, to get capacity. And I don't think people are going to look at, in all, all due respect to Aniston, oxford I love the, uh, the Longhorn. Right there off the exit, you know, Uh, there in Oxford, that's a good longhorn right there. But I don't see the SEC saying, yeah, let's go to Oxford-Aniston. Aniston-Oxford for one of our championships on a permanent basis. Maybe Columbus, Georgia. Uh, I know we've seen the baseball tournament there years and years ago. Back in the, gosh, it was like the late, mid to late 90s. The chocolate lady and I actually went to that SEC baseball tournament for a couple days. I know, right? Real exciting guy. Um, In Columbus, Georgia. And then it pretty much just settled there in Hoover. So rotational versus permanent venues. You're going to see it in men's basketball coming up here. The SEC men's basketball tournament going to Tampa next year, but then settling in for at least – an eight-year run in Nashville which if you ask me and I think if you asked a lot of people and we'll ask Cecil Hurt coming up here in just a few minutes should they just put it in Nashville and leave it alone I think a lot of people would say absolutely Uh, just seems to be the perfect spot Uh, proximity to fan bases is pretty good Um, but just the town and kind of how it's how it's taken in there right there in downtown Nashville. It it seems to really work there. You've got the women's basketball tournament for the SEC and Greenville. Um, So you've got a little bit of a mix between football, men's basketball, women's basketball. You see the gymnastics championship move around. Some of the other uh, sports do the same in the Southeastern Conference, but kind of flies in the face of my preference in the regular season where neutral sites are concerned, uh, that I, I think I like the permanent venues. You know, like, I think about Major League Baseball and the NBA, and I think they've got it right with you go the entire season and you play for the right for home field advantage throughout the postseason. But did it really bother you last summer that, Major League Baseball, or into the fall, I guess, certainly with Major League Baseball, did it really bother you that Major League Baseball pretty much did it all in neutral sites, a couple of neutral sites through the World Series? It didn't really bother me that MLB did that. Kind of the same thing for the NBA playoffs. The bubble didn't bother me. As far as how that played out, I watched it just as much or just as little as I would have otherwise as a television viewer. It certainly didn't impact me that way. So those are some topics we'll get into with Cecil Hurt. Coming up in just a little bit, maybe also some underappreciated Alabama football players for the 2021 season. Guys that maybe aren't as much on your radar that should be. If we don't get as much into that, we'll carry that over to tomorrow. The Atlanta Braves stay hot. You see that? Get a win up in Boston last night. Charlie Morton, nine strikeouts. Pablo Sandoval, three hits back in Boston. And there sit the Braves now at 500 on the season. Just one back of the NL East leading New York Metropolitan. It's going to step aside for our first break. When we come back, as promised, Cecil Hurt of the Tuscaloosa News and TideSports.com. He'll join us when Southern Fried Sports returns.
0: On Tide, 100.9 FM right after this. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. Just a small chance of any one spot getting a shower through the evening hours. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 68. Tomorrow, mostly sunny during the morning. A few isolated afternoon showers are possible. The high at 90. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not
2: chick-fil-a kickoff games of course alabama part of that equation taking on Miami on september the fourth at mercedes-benz stadium full capacity now it's official each and every seat available for alabama and miami so there you go Speaking of full capacity, it pretty much was at Legacy Arena a couple years ago when I saw that lady and her iconic band Fleetwood Mac. Weren't many empty seats at Legacy, I don't think, that night. It's a huge birthday day in the music business. Stevie Nicks, the late LeVon Helm, Warren Hill, Hank Williams Jr., Miles Davis, Cecil Hurt, pick a genre. And it's pretty much a icon's birthday in the music
3: world today. Seems like it is, um, you know, <laughs> Hank Jr. Uh, uh, that's a uh, that's the name. You don't see a lot of Hank Jr. anymore, but he's out there. He'll probably be doing a summertime tour when he gets everything set up. So, um, but yeah, Stevie Nicks. Yeah, uh, what, what's the, the what's the Cecil Hurt? They power were the Nick. You know, Birmingham saved them. Basically. Yeah, basically, back in the uh, day, right? Yeah, back when the DJ could make the you know play the record enough. There was a real live DJ and a real live record player, and um, you could you could get the big. Uh, Opportunity for your for your band to go over, and um, so <laughs> I think it was Lindsay who said, you know, they that, that came to a crossroads where they were just going to have to play Birmingham forever, or you know, make it in California. So um, long, long association with Birmingham and uh, and Fleetwood Mac and the the precursor. The Fleetwood Mac, I don't know, 2.0, 3.0, um, with Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. Fleetwood Mac was a blues, you know, one of those British blues bands before that. Peter Green on guitar. Um, so so they, uh, they figured something out. What a formula.
2: They most certainly did. There is no doubt about that. Speaking of formulas, uh, it's just one game, but uh, we've seen Alabama baseball teams go on runs in, the, in Hoover in the past. and to do that, you got to win the first one. Cecil and sure. nice start for Alabama yesterday in the win over South Carolina.
3: Yeah, I think South Carolina probably uh, you know didn't go with their number one in that elimination game. And they're they're in the NCAA, so I, I get that, but so they gave up a six run third inning and in Hoover that's that's enough. That's enough. Um the ball seemed to be carrying okay by Hoover standards yesterday, but um yeah, sending sending Ross out there with a with a six run lead after the third. Um it's a big win for him though put them in that double elimination, which is really important because that creates a lot of opportunities for more big wins right here down the stretch. The team that definitely needs them. Yeah. The the bubble stretch. Yeah. I can't tell you if they're in or out because I don't keep up with every tournament and don't know yet who the bid dealers are going to be and so forth. Um, But, but I think they, they, win a couple, I think Tennessee is a big game for them and you know stay in that double elimination and and keep moving and rack up the RPI wins and and um uh, they they may get a three seed somewhere but I think if they can do that they've got a shot
2: I guess Cecil understanding still at least two more games for this team to play and who knows what could happen here in the next four or five days, but uh, y- you looked at, at where the program was under Brad Bohannon going into the season, and we talked about this a few months ago. Make it to Hoover, and then if you get to Hoover and win a couple of games, that's that's pretty solid performance. That's understanding the, the final three weekends of the regular season weren't what Alabama certainly would have hoped for, but very, 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 very challenging stretch, very challenging league. Um, you know, making a regional is is where this team wants to be. There's no question about that. But if it comes up a little bit short, would you say this is still a a team and a program under Brad Bohannon that, that's trending in the right direction?
3: I think so. First of all, you've got to look. They've got a, a first-rounder, a potential, who, who knows, number one overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be the Friday night starter in Brad Bohannon's mind, and couldn't just couldn't get couldn't get it going. Just couldn't get over the injuries um, or the the injury, I suppose. Um, Dr. Kane's going to do Tommy John surgery, so, so and and wish Connor well and wish. Don't, don't begrudge him that decision at all um, but that's a lot of that's a lot of scholarship money tied up in a game that you know if you can't come back next year he'll you, have been on the roster for three years and thrown 28 in it.
2: and you're right that makes it tough with the limited numbers uh, when it comes to the financial aid that Uh, you know baseball programs have got available to them and
1: uh, and a
2: a lot of times it's it's chunks of that do go to to guys uh, that pitch
3: sure as they should but I'm not going to ride down that Ron Polk highway but this is where it makes a difference and and I'm not going to say Vandy could lose a David Price or a number one overall guy like that and have the very same guy, but it's almost the Nick Saban. They got a lot more dudes to choose from down there. And and um, Vandy's, what what Vandy's doing is within the rules that they are constituted. Um, it's so good for them. LSU's done it in the past. Um, yeah, Alabama does it, and football or basketball or baseball to the to the degree that they can but they just don't have those financial aid scholarships available to them. And the guy who, I, I certainly don't know what Connor's terms were, but he may have been on a fool for all I know. Um, yeah, that wouldn't surprise but, me. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. And, you know, it's, so, it's, so it's tough. You know, it's, it's it's tough. So so to answer your question, yeah, and I'm not saying, oh, well, it's the injuries or it's this or that. I, thought, I think they've played gradually better every year against uh, under Brad. And, um, you know, making Hoover was, was probably the next step. If they can flip into a regional, that's, that's a positive as well. I think Greg Burns looking at making any changes in baseball, that's for sure.
2: No. Uh, Cecil, we tend to have this conversation on an annual basis it seems like when the SEC baseball tournament rolls around because it is uh, essentially a permanent site it's become now with with Hoover and all the success that that, that the event has had there and the league has had with it there almost like a a 1B in some ways to Omaha uh, in terms of how it's anticipated and how it's attended. Um, What, you know we we had the discussion earlier you get past the the football championship and 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 i think what basketball men's basketball looks to be doing maybe even more and more and certainly looking at the next eight years after this next year uh nashville uh becoming to men's basketball i guess what atlanta has become to the
3: football championship right and hoover to the baseball so. right so, so yeah, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I'm sure they'd love to host it in Memphis, or I don't think Jackson. I'm not sure that Jackson um, would host it, but they could. Um, but Memphis, yeah, it's in downtown Park. And, you knows where parking is, and so forth. Um, so. You know, Hoover, they've got the drill worked out. The RVs go here. The, you know, the fans go there. It's, it's centrally located. So I, I don't know that it's going to move anytime soon.
2: Talking with Cecil Heard of the Tuscaloosa News and TideSports.com. Yeah, I mean, you think about some of the other sports in the Southeastern Conference. Most recently, the softball championship contested in Tuscaloosa at Rhodes Stadium. Um, I kind of got to thinking about that event because it is, it is gained in popularity year after year. It's a single elimination format, so it's sort of condensed. I, I don't necessarily mind that, to be honest with you. Kind of get it in, get it done, and you know, get your focus to, to regional play and beyond, but uh, understanding that there's likely no chance of the SEC being okay with, say, Tuscaloosa hosting it on an annual basis. Um, some of the other events that, that rotate, do You, when it comes to those, would you prefer to see rotational or permanent, or are you okay with this sort of mix that we see? Uh, does,
3: does Georgia host the tennis every year? Um, they certainly have the facility for it. And, in tennis? And, yeah. I don't um, think so. Florida won the national championship, but Georgia. In the men's, um, yeah. Has the has the facilities to do it. So, yeah, that, that would – if you told me they're going to play it in Athens every year, I wouldn't squawk about that. You know, Alabama has – everybody looks for, for some – disadvantage, but you know, Alabama has advantages too. At, at, um football wise, so forth. Now at some point sooner sooner or later in history, Georgia's gonna beat Alabama in that SEC championship game and everybody's gonna raise heck. Well they, to, they get a home game every year. They get Atlanta every year. When that time comes, you'll hear a lot of it. Um, as long as Alabama's winning, you don't hear too much.
2: Kind of uh, reminiscent of Georgia-Florida and Jacksonville and kind of how that was going, especially with Spurrier at Florida and the way the Gators dominated that stretch. Uh, you, know, you, you, didn't, you heard a lot from Georgia fans in that time frame. You didn't hear as much from them, though, when Dooley – was sort of having his way with the Gators during his time right. in Athens.
3: Right. Alabama Auburn, when Coach Bryant was dominating in the Legion mm-hmm. Field, you heard a, a good bit of that. So um, that um, rivalry was, it was different at 50 you know, it was a lot of fun and so forth. I, I don't know. I rode by going to an appointment. Uh, yesterday, uh, the the Legacy Arena, um, the football stadium, and everything. A, uh, they seem to have done a just riding by. They seem to have done a nice job. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Get down in there. Uh, how the parking is relative to the relative to the attendance. Um, I think it's. Yeah, I think it'll be. Very good for what UAB needs. Very good for what a one of the ESPN bowl games in Birmingham needs. Um, don't know what they'll do with it necessarily the rest of the year. Um, hope they don't let it go to seed like like Legion Field. Um, but it looks certainly looks good right now. It is a, a really good
2: look there off the expressway and sort of ties in with that Top Golf and the the hotels right there and as you said the reno to legacy arena has an opportunity to be a really nice setup right there in downtown birmingham uh cecil obviously it's the time of year you start to get your full roster or what you anticipate your full roster for an upcoming season being for football but also men's basketball uh as we know it's with Nate Oates going into year three and J.D. Davison, Charles Bediaco, the transfers, Jason Holt, uh, those guys hitting campus, there's, there's an anticipation that, frankly, we haven't seen on a uh, semi-annual basis uh, with that program. But uh, football, it's kind of become a, a thing as, as long as we can remember. Um, you know, when you look at the, the additions that Alabama has made and kind of where this team Sits going into the summer and then into fall camp. What are some of the areas where you could envision some of these new guys in football uh, helping out? Then we'll we'll get into some hoops as well.
3: Uh, well, I, I think Toa is going to um, help out. I think they had a good linebacking core anyway, but you make an addition like that and you know potential first rounder. Um, so that's going to be, um, pair him and Christian Harris, and that's going to be a pretty, uh, formidable duo. Um, freshman, uh, obviously the hall, a guy hall in the spring, uh, looked like he was going to make a contribution. The one thing I'll, I'll, I'll say is, football or basketball. Hey, they may not be done. Who knows? Who knows? Primo may go a pro. Um, yep. Somebody else may go in the portal and, and they may not be done. Nick Saban. Uh, you yeah, know, there's, there's yet another five star defensive lineman out in Seattle. They may not be done. So, uh, I don't think that'll be a sign and an situation. I think it'll just be a, a "hey, look who enrolled" situation. But um, and that would certainly help. So um, the the running back competition is going to be fascinating. The the uh, secondary. I think um, everybody loves Kool-Aid, and um, I think he can help. So Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. uh, This year's team is now going to be compared to last year's team, and that's that's going to be a tough comparison to live up.
2: we uh we we saw and read about the i guess somewhat of a vetting of TJ. Finley the LSU transfer who ultimately landed at Auburn you look at Alabama's quarterback situation with three scholarship guys is three the new four in in, in today's world where scholarship quarterbacks are concerned Cecil or do you think there's always going to be interest from coaches to try to but try to keep that number
3: to four as best they can. As the best they can, but it's tough hang on to that fourth guy. It, you, you don't sign a guy who, who you don't think will help you. Well, it, if Alabama side signs a guy that um, they think will help them, that's a four-five-star guy. So Ty Simpson next year won't be a four. Four or five star guy, and, but and I think he I think he's um, willing to to wait Bryce Young's third year, and um, so who knows? Who knows? It's, it's I think it's very hard to at Alabama's level to sign. Four and hold
2: on to all four of them. With as much as we know about these guys coming out of high school now and social media and uh, the viral nature that it takes on and, and the recruiting process with the five stars, I guess you could say, uh, that, that, that are out there, when you look at Alabama athletics in general, as far as newcomers, is – Is J.D. Davison the biggest star potentially that's going to hit campus at the University of Alabama this summer and going Uh, into the fall?
3: Could be. You know, could be. uh, Again, those are kind of difficult evaluations. um, In terms, though, of what we know about a guy
2: or the anticipation for a guy, where would he be?
3: You know, he's, he's ultra-athletic, ultra-explosive. going to go in the lottery, I would think, barring any complications. So I think people are are excited about that, and I think, he can, I think he can live up to it. Well, Cecil,
2: as always, you live up to it here on the program, and we appreciate the time and sure. uh, can – Continue to, to look forward to your coverage and uh, thoughts on University of Alabama athletics and always love having you here on the show. Thanks, Cecil. Thanks, Trav.
3: Appreciate
2: it. There you go. Cecil Hurt, longtime iconic columnist, sports editor for Tuscaloosa News and thetidesports.com. We're going to head to a break and we come back. More of a Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM right after this. <laughs> Legendary Miles Davis and some xylophone to boot. Yeah. Sign us up here on Southern Fried Sports. It's a Wednesday edition of the program. Thanks again to Cecil Hurt of the Tuscaloosa News and TideSports.com. Join us on a Wednesday. Did you see we've got another, another Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady pairing on the golf course The duo now going to take on Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. Maybe that's what Brooks was salty about. That now viral video from the interviews there at Kiowa Island over the weekend. Brooks expressing his disdain for Bryson DeChambeau. Maybe Brooks already knew about it. He's a little jelly. You know? Maybe Brooks is a little salty about not being asked to team up with Aaron Rodgers to take on Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. The match returns on July the 6th. So that's kind of filling in your July sports calendar for you. As you get post-4th of July, you're going to have Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson taking on DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. And then, of course, you're going to have July the 24th. The one I'm looking forward to, maybe the one sports event I'm most looking forward to before the start of football season. More than the NBA playoffs, which are ongoing. More than that sort of grind through the dog days of Major League Baseball, the All-Star game, I guess, there in July. That's a July event on the sports calendar. I'm looking forward to Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 3. Does Deontay have anything for the Gypsy King in round three of that trilogy? Regardless, Deontay's getting paid. That's what matters the most. But uh, Deontay's got something to prove, no doubt about it. It was pretty well taken apart by Tyson Fury in that second fight. So that's the one I have circled between now and really August, -August, mid-August, late-August, is uh, Deontay and, and Fury. Tom Brady, though, with some smack on the Twitter this morning. Tom tweets, two old guys against the Young Bucks, Phil Mickelson. DeChambeau better get used to laying up because we know Aaron Rodgers isn't going for it. Whoa. Wow. Tom with a little silly season golf haymaker there for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, He ain't worried about it because everything my social media timelines tell me is that Aaron is hanging out with the new girlfriend over in, it looks like Maui, I guess. He's not on Oahu. He's somewhere less inhibited uh, than than Oahu. He's somewhere more remote, it looks like. Aaron Rodgers is looking like Johnny Utah these days out there in Hawaii. You remember Johnny Utah? Special agent there, Keanu Reeves, point break. Of course you do. Got after those uh, – the uh, presidents, the former presidents, bank robbers in point break. We're going to head to a final break. We come back. More of a Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide, 100.9 FM right
0: after this. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. Just a small chance of any one spot getting a shower through the evening hours. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 68. Tomorrow, mostly sunny during the morning. A few isolated afternoon showers are possible. The high at 90. I'm James Fan of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. They blew, up, it his blew house up his house, house. house too. Tell them, Levon. Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a
2: fight. Gonna see what see them, them racquetball boys, boys, boys can do. Levon Helm. Now this trouble bussin' in. This uh, state. music world birthday extravaganza today. Levon. He, too, born on this day, along with Stevie Nicks, Miles Davis, Lauren Hill, and Hank Williams, Jr. We didn't have enough breaks for everybody today, but we were definitely going to get Levon in. Didn't matter. It is a Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide, 100.9 FM over in Birmingham. Hoover, to be exact, with the SEC baseball tournament. Florida dropping a 13-bomb On the Mississippi State Bulldogs, bottom of the 7th, Florida 13, Mississippi State 1. Yeah, I think you could probably institute, what do you think, a 10-run rule? After 7, in the SEC baseball tournament, I think Mississippi State would be totally fine with that. Probably more so than even Florida. But for the sake of competitive balance, I guess, especially with pitching being what it is, in college baseball you got to make them play the nine. Mississippi State I think feels like they are set as far as one of those national seeds, top 8 national seeds. So I don't think we were going to see the best of the best from the Bulldogs in Hoover. Again, that game in the bottom of the 7, so you're in really good shape to be on time for that one central Anticipated first pitch between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Tennessee Vols. In fact, Alabama, its Twitter account for baseball anyway, has already posted the starting nine for today's matchup with the Vols. You're going to have Jacob McNary on the bump to start things for Alabama this afternoon. So probably a lot of bullpen. Didn't have to burn much yesterday. Brock Guffey did a nice job there keeping that pin preserved for you. Three scoreless in support of Tyler Ross. But Jacob McNary gets the ball against the balls this afternoon. No real changes that I can detect here to the batting lineup. Pretty much the the usual cast of characters. Unfortunately for Alabama uh, baseball, the big news today. He won baseball reporting earlier that, as Cecil Hurt touched on as well, Connor Prelip, Crimson Tide's Friday night starter, Tommy John surgery coming up on Thursday, and he will miss the entire 2022 season. That's tough, as Cecil talked about, when you got those tight scholarship numbers. So uh, Prelip set to undergo... Tommy John surgery that's going to do it for a Wednesday edition of Southern fried sports. Thanks again to Cecil hurt. Thanks to Jacob Harrison. Thanks to you as well. The lunch whistle on this Wednesday, Southern Alehouse, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa, eat Southern, drink Southern, be Southern Southern Alehouse, Great lunch, great happy hour, great dinner options for you. Some personal favorites. Well, you're not going to go wrong with any of the burgers, and if you like live entertainment, by the way, Thursday nights starting at six, you got live music on that outstanding deck area there at Southern Alehouse. So you're not going to go wrong with Southern Alehouse, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North, until 11 a.m. on Thursday. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. Thank you.